Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast in a genie bottle in cyberspace. If you're new, why do I say that? One of my first guests that was ever on the show went back and told everyone, I've been to Madam Perry Salon. It looks like the inside of genie's bottle. And that's how the word got going. But I am your host, your groove mistress, and your spiritual advisor, Madam Perry. I am happy to be here once again. Thanks. Big thanks to everyone who's been following and sharing the podcast with their friends, uh, leaving reviews. That just that just makes it uh, even better, and it helps me continue to bring such fantastic guests like we've had lately. Well, we've never had a bad guest now, ever. Uh, we've got coming up, and like we have tonight. Uh, just to go over... Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had Brianne Davis. Brianne Davis, an actor, a director, producer, and writer. And we were talking about her new book called Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict. It is based uh, a lot on her own situation as a love and sex addict and how she got into rehab for that and got help. And now she's already working on the second book. So, yeah, some of the things you kind of wonder who she's talking about. She can't give real names out. Uh, but you, you know, your mind goes trying to figure out, okay, who is this one? Who is Superstar? Who is CEO? But the point is, it's a great book. Also, uh who else did we have? We had Adelia Acker, who you may know her from We're Our Only Fans podcast, but she has a new one of her own called That's Offensive. Very, very funny lady. And also Jennifer Irwin. Uh, she has a brand new book, Dress the Color of the Moon. And it's uh, it follows her first book, Dress the Color of the Sky, but it works as a standalone. It's after Prue and all her friends get out of rehab, how they renegotiate renegotiate life with the uh, new coping skills they've learned as they deal with, um, well, what they've left behind. So uh, that book is going great, too. That's Jennifer Irwin, Address the Color of the Sky. And see, oh, we had uh, Doug Bremner and Ann Bremner. You may know Ann Bremner. But she's uh, an attorney. She's in Seattle, I believe, but she's been for, I guess, for a couple of decades. You've seen her on CNN, MSNBC, all kinds of shows as their legal commentator. And then her brother, Doug Bremner, who is a psychologist, uh, neuroscientist, who works at Emory Hospital here in Atlanta, where I'm at. Um, The two of them have written a book about, uh, it's called uh, Justice in the Age of Public Opinion. And it's all about how crimes uh, from the um, Meredith Kircher murder where Amanda Knox was uh, uh, arrested, 
on up to present day, how does social media and public opinion affect how people get justice? Uh, well, how does it affect uh, what people think, whether it be a juror or um, prosecutors, defenders, lawyers, everything, the media, how it puts things out, um, and, and how does that sway us or sway the jury? So, see, that's uh, that's a good book. For people especially who love true crime. And Doug is going to be back here next week. He's got a film called Inheritance Italian Style. Now, I've only watched half of it so far. It's about six people who go back home to Italy to sort out um, the family furniture and stuff because their parents are older and said, let's just go ahead and take care of this now and divide things up. And it is hilarious. It's only a, um, well, it's only a family gathering to be. But, and one more thing, Brandy Stillwell is coming back. She was on here a few years ago with her comic book, Sasquatch Detective, which she wrote, was published by DC Comics. Uh, for years, you've probably seen her. She's an actor. She's worked on um, shows like Mad TV, Family Guy, American Dad, um, loads of shows. Now she's got her first book out. It's called None of This is Going According to Plan. Now, I'm told that the original title was Jesus Hates Me and My Mother Only Tolerates Me, but her mother was so upset by that she had to change the title. So it's none of this is going according to plan. Um, she's going to be telling some stories about life working in as a writer in Hollywood and always oh, crazy. It's crazy. It's a wild book. Um, so that's going to be Tuesday. Be Brandy Stillwell. Monday will be Doug Bremner, but tonight, Swingers, this is going to be so much fun. I have got right here in our studio, you know Mama Loves Music. He is the vocalist, lyricist, producer, and entertainer. He's with the band Wicked Star. Let me tell you, it's a metal hard rock band from L.A. Third album coming up on in April of next year. It's going to kill you. You're going to love this. Uh, in fact, I'm just going to go ahead and bring this man on in here because everybody's been going crazy when I've been posting his pictures and some videos. So here we go. I am thrilled to announce to welcome for his first time, hopefully not his last time, right here in Madame Perry's Wicked Stars, Tony Richards. Tony, welcome to Madame Perry's Salon. Howdy, how you doing? I am doing great, and I'm so glad you're here tonight. I am, too. Um, I haven't been out to the dirty south in a long time, so <laughs> the fact that we're going to be talking on the air, uh, that's that's good enough for now, I guess, considering all the, all the things that are going on. Yeah, well, hopefully... Uh... Hopefully it won't be that long until you can come back because we love love to have Wicked Star here in Atlanta. Uh, Atlantans aren't appreciative. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, well, I tell well, you, I'm originally I'm originally from Florida, but I was raised in uh, Los Angeles. I was I was an army baby, um, so uh, my my dad moved around a lot when we were stationed uh, in different military bases. So we lived in North Carolina, South Carolina, Fort Benning, Georgia, and then uh, Colorado, and then finally California. Oh, my. Uh, well, we, we got our that's, kind of, 
that's kind of a diverse upbringing in a way, isn't it? I bet you're kind of multilingual. <laughs> yeah, with with American uh, geography and uh, American lingo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true, because, you know, like I kid, but I'm not. I, I even had, growing up in the city of Atlanta, I had cousins who lived an hour away from me, and um, we had difficulty at times understanding each other, so. And they just always yeah. called me co- the cousin from Atlanta that talked funny, so. <laughs> and you said the same thing about them, right? Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> so t- let's talk about let's talk about you and about music. How long have you have, did you always play? I mean, I, I would think being a you said um, traveling a lot. I mean, moving a lot rather, moving a lot as a kid. I hear that that can make it hard for to make friends for kids, and sometimes music can be what breaks down barriers a lot or any kind of common interest, but especially music. So did you always play uh, from a, from the time you were a kid or tell, tell us about that. Well, I mean, I'll, I was an Aquarius. I mean, I still am. So I was born a, in February and I, I'm mentally tough. I, I think uh, I've always had that ever since I was a little kid. So I was never really um, flustered by a lot of stuff or, or you know, gave into what other people expected or whatever. And, and my mom always said that uh, I was just a real stubborn little brat um, that always wanted to get my way, you know, and um, I guess, you know, I just, it just, I just grew up that way. I, I, I never let anybody bully me or intimidate me or anything like that. I, I would just laugh and say, yeah, okay, whatever. I uh, just still do my own thing. So um, music, Started uh, on the piccolo, and that was in second grade, I believe. And then I, I started playing piano in third and fourth grade. And then I joined the choir. Well, I went to Catholic school for 12 years, so um, that had a lot to do with uh, wanting to sing and stuff. Uh, and then I was self-taught on guitar about the age of nine or ten. But I concentrated more on singing and writing lyrics because I always thought it was a decent writer. So um, that's kind of where it all all started. That was the foundation. And then I, I uh, joined my first band when I was about 18, 19. And I played the Sunset Strip where everyone else was during that time, which was around 1987. And... Uh, it's one of many bands that were trying to make it during that time era, you know, and I just never stopped uh, from that point on. I mean, I, I had a lot of misfortune in those days in that a lot of things weren't lining up the way that I thought they would. And then there was a lot of excess with, um, you know, drinking and substance abuse and, and, and women and things of that nature that sort of set us back um, but you learn, you move on, you get wiser, and uh, you make adjustments. And, and uh, like I said, I kept going. Um, there was times where I had to reevaluate things uh, when I, you know, became a father and had to raise my daughter, and then um, go back to school, that sort of thing. Um, so those were turning points in my life where I sort of had to care of my responsibilities. Uh, in another way, and I 
was responsible and, and did what I was supposed to do, but still kept writing, still kept recording, still kept playing. So it never really went away. Yeah. I, I think that when something like that is, is – now this is my belief, but I believe that when you have a certain type of ability, and it might be uh, writing, art, music, and probably some other things too, like whether you, you're inclined to be a coder or have that type of skill, I think that if you don't follow what is inside you, your heart to do – I. I feel like your soul can wither from that. This is what you are. This is you. And yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I think that we all uh, we all have certain talents and, and 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 traits that we have that we're born with, and if we are lucky enough to develop that and uh, reach a level of, uh, I guess I want to say. Uh, expertise or mastering whatever those gifts are then you're in a good place to be able to do a lot of incredible things and i think we all have it it's just that some of us are scared to uh you know go beyond that that comfortable threshold that we get used Mm -hmm. to after a while and if you don't push yourself you don't go beyond that that you know comfort zone i think that's when you're sort of doing some damage and, and okay, you're that, not uh, maybe living to your potential. Okay, that interests me. When you said you know, if, if you don't push yourself, because, yeah, we all have to take sidetracks. Most people have to take some kind of a sidetrack somewhere on the way to your goals to fulfill, like you said, for an obligation or responsibility or something's got to be met, whether it's just financial things, whether it's family, whatever. Um, but you said you got you got to push, push yourself forward. So tell me about when you... I mean, because now I see people like me only know you as a musician. I know your manager, Jennifer DeVoe Muse. Um, and let me tell you, now I'm an entertainment publicist, but this lady, your manager, she is, I got to stop and say, she's dynamite. If I were a musician, I'd want her as my manager. Uh, but where do you draw the point where you start to focus yourself ahead and where did it turn? What did Tony Richards do? And then when did Wicked Star? When was that born? Well, I've always been able to multitask, for one. Um, and I've been able to do this ever since I was a little kid. So I've, I've been able to juggle, like, several things at once and been able to accomplish everything that I'm juggling. Um, I, don't, I don't know how. I'm, I do it, but I just do it. I mean, because a lot of people are like, well, what about time management? How do you have time to do this and t- time to do that and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I just I just focus on it and I go for it and I get it done. Um, and that's kind of how it's been my whole life. Um, you know, I, I, I can do two, three things at once. Um, I'm exhausted. I get tired. Yeah, I mean, because uh, sometimes it's, you're thinking about it and you're like, holy shit, you know, I can't believe I did all this. But that's just kind of when you look back at it. But when you're immersed in it and you're getting it done, it's it's just completely different because you're just so hyper-focused on getting it done. Mm-hmm. At, at least for me, that's that's my process. But, yeah. In regards to Wicked Star, um, 2007, 2008 was when uh, me and Ashlyn Childs, who was the uh, one of the founding members – uh, of Wicked Star it was me and him. 
we got together and we decided to put this project together. And there was a, a friend of ours who uh, wanted some music for a project that they were working on. So me and Ashlyn decided to, to say, okay, let's let's see if we we can write some music for this. So we we wrote some. Uh, it was like horror zombie stuff because that's what they wanted, and um, we went ahead and did that, and they liked it, but nothing ever materialized. So we kind of got frustrated with it, and we, we just kind of talked amongst ourselves and said, okay, let's just keep this going, and. Uh, you know, let's bring other people into this project because we got something good going. And I called Bill Crodell. Bill was a uh, really good engineer out in the South Bay in the uh, Gardena uh, Beach area uh, of the South Bay uh, near Redondo and all that. He's worked with uh, Don Dawkin. He worked with uh, the Bullet Boys, with uh, guys from Rat, Great White, so he had a great track record. So when uh, I went to Bill, Bill liked our stuff a lot, and he wanted to help us. So uh, he called a guy named David Raven, who is a great drummer. He can play anything from country to folk to uh, you know classical, rock, whatever you want. David is is that good, uh, mm. and he he can he can play anything. So David played on uh, three songs on the first Wicked Star album. And um, he just gave it a thump in the butt that it needed. And then Ash uh, did all the guitar work. I did all the vocals, uh, backup vocals, the uh, the vocal melodies, wrote all the lyrics. And then um, we we got uh, Ash to play bass on uh, the first four tracks for a collision course. Well, what happened after that was that he went MIA and um, – I'm not going to get into why he went MIA, but there was personal reasons on his end uh, that were sort of haunting him uh, in regards to things that, you know, I guess he couldn't control. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he sort of, uh, you know, had to do what he had to do. He had to take care of business, and he ended up moving to Tennessee. Uh, Didn't tell me anything about what was going on, and again – I understand when things like this happen, uh, you just have to do what you have to do. And and I I wasn't mad at him. I was disappointed and frustrated, but I just let it go. And then I had a decision to make on whether I wanted to continue with this or not. Uh, And then to throw another curveball at me, uh, Bill ends up dying from cancer, uh, the engineer that was working with us on this project. And that was unexpected. So when that happened, I was like, should I even continue with this or just bag it and start something completely different? Um, oh. So I talked to friends of mine that, you know, I, I respected in regards to, you know, what they thought of, of what I was doing and stuff and, and whether they thought it was in my best interest to continue with this. Um, I think every one of them said, yeah, you should, except for one of them. And, and he was, you know, sort of like not playing music anymore, and he was in a different stage in his life. But, I mean, nine out of ten told me to go for it and keep it going. Mm -hmm. So I did. Uh, I continued on with it, and I ended up finishing the uh, 
the first album, Collision Course, with other musicians that I that I called up that that I knew that I was close to, and it ended up you know turning out really well. So I came up with the idea of reviving my career and going to South America, and that would be the the starting point for everything. Um, so I hired a uh, a PR guy. And he sort of told me the ins and outs of what to look for in the South American market because I had no clue what I was getting myself into. Um, but I heard good things about the rock community out there, and if they really liked you, then they would embrace you and, and you know, just want you to come back year after year. So I went down there in 2015, and I went to Argentina. I went to Brazil. I went to Uruguay. And I got a taste of what it was like down there. Uh, when I went to uh, Argentina, I ended up doing a couple Van Halen songs with a uh, Van Halen tribute band out there. And that's kind of how everything started. That, that opened up the door for everything else. That, that show, it was really weird. Um, so when I went to Uruguay, in Brazil, it was sort of the same thing, you know. I was meeting all the key players, all the uh, important people in the rock community out in those areas. And then when uh, 2016 rolled around, uh, I I got a call that they wanted me to do four shows in Argentina. Wow! And uh, yeah, three of them were headlining shows, and then I was going to open oh. up for Jeff Scott Soto uh, at the Roxy. Uh, in, in Buenos Aires, and Jeff Scott has played with Thing Bay Malmsteen. He's played with Journey. I mean, he's he did the soundtrack for Rockstar. He just has a lot of credits under his belt, and he, he's done a lot of stuff. So he's well respected all over. But it was it was cool getting to, to jam with him and open up for him, and we hung out afterwards and started talking about you know um, just the whole whole scene out there and what it was like. He sort of gave me some pointers on what I, sh- I should do next time I go down there, and yeah, it was cool. I, I had fun. That had to so be such a great said, call, though. I, I'm sorry, I had to stop and, and re- rewind here. When you said that you had gotten the call, it was for not one, four shows, and yeah. that, a couple of headliners. I mean, that had to be just the most. I would be so elated, you know, just kind of. Thrilled. Yeah, it was I mean, really cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was it was it was a it was a high. It was a, it was a good little high. Um, you know, being able to do that and getting out there and and get back into it. You know, because uh, a lot of people they didn't know that uh, I I was playing out again. Everybody thought that uh, after like 2003 that I was done um, because I. Like I said, I became a dad and I had to raise my daughter and you know just. I, I was at a different stage in my life where I had to make certain things happen for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was also going back to school and, and getting my master's degree and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it all paid off in the end. So by the time uh, 2013, 14 rolled around, I was in a good situation where I was able to really uh, get back out there and, and be a lot more focused and, and really uh, intentional with everything that I was doing. Uh, and, of course, very serious and then continued with the hard work ethic that I've always had to, you know, just make things happen and create things. And 
it, it, it all worked out. So, so after 20, yeah, no, it really was. And that, that sort of springboarded everything. And then 2017 rolled around. I did this uh, battle for hair nation thing out the whiskey, um, which was one of the early lineups that we had in wicked star. And we did good. I was pretty proud of, uh, you know, I think we only had like about four or five days to put this lineup together. And we decided to do this battle of the band thing. And we just kind of went out there and, and went for it. And we didn't care. You know, we saw what the hell, let's just do it. So we did. And it, and it was fun. It was packed. I mean, the whole place was packed. Um, who's the guy? The guy, I forget his name. Uh, I was going to say Jimmy Kimmel. It's not Jimmy Kimmel. Um, uh, Kimmel Fallon. No, do you ever see that metal show? Uh, the host. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What's his name? Eddie know. Trunk. There you go. Yeah, Eddie okay. Trunk was the MC for that night, and then they had, uh, I think, Tracy Guns from LA Guns was one of the judges. Lita Ford was a judge, um, and then there's a couple other guys that are like record people that were there that were judges, and you know they were all there. You know, uh, I guess placing their vote on who they thought was uh, was the best two bands that night. Unfortunately, we weren't one or two, but it was cool because, you know, I've never heard of any of those two bands ever since. <laughs> so, maybe it was a good thing. I don't know. But um, we also opened up for Y&T uh, that year, which was really cool because Dave Manichetti has always been a, a big influence of mine, and it was great getting to finally do a show with him because I, I've been a Y&T fan for, for many, many years. And, uh, yeah, Dave, Dave's like God to me. <laughs> him, <laughs> Lou Graham, Steve Perry, you know, Joe uh-huh. Lynn Turner, uh, you know, Paul Stanley, uh, Robert Plant. These are all my influences. David Lee Roth, uh, Ronnie James Dio. I, these are people that I idolize and I always have. So the the opportunity was there to play with them, and, and we, we jumped on it. So it was great. But uh, that sort of like started this trend where we started opening up for all these national acts. And the list is, is – it keeps growing. I think, uh, I think it's like about 20 or more now. Uh, we've opened up for Lou Graham, Asia, Great White, Y&T, Jeff Scott Soto – L.A. Guns, uh, Vixen, Zane, Pretty Boy Floyd, Faster Pussycat, Bang Tango, Bullet Boys, Enough's Enough, Autograph. I mean, it's just—it's an <laughs> impressive list. Yeah. So that's yes, that's yes, how yes. that's how we were able to build our following, and it's sort of like it's been a lot of hard work getting back into it. Uh, especially at this stage and with the, the pandemic and all this other weird stuff that's going on, which has made it twice as hard. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, have, you can't build consistency off of this because of what's going on. But we've we've persevered through all the BS that, that, that we've gone through. And that's what I think uh, I'm most proud of is that, you know, we, we've continued to stay focused through all of it. And good things have, have happened, you know. Uh, where we are now is we're in a good spot. We got signed uh, to Lions Pride Music, which is a European label based out of Denmark. And uh, 
the owner, uh, Karsten, uh, liked us. But what what happened was I knew this guy named Ed who plays in a band called Hunter, and he sort of like was the middleman who ended up going to Lion's Pride and saying, check out these guys from L.A. They're really good. Um, so I guess Chris and Carson were, were checking out our videos, were checking out our songs, or were looking at all the stuff that we were doing, and they offered us a, a deal uh, in 2020, the pandemic year of all. And uh, we ended up signing and said, sure, why not? Because our, our whole goal was to get to Europe anyways and do some festivals out there. So to be signed by a European label was actually a really good thing for us. So we, we, we were thinking, okay, well, this will bring us one step closer to what we want to do is, you know, and go play Germany, go play England, you know, um, Italy, Spain, France, um, Holland, just hit it all. And, and and that was like okay, this this is a stepping stone in that direction. That is that mm-hmm. is great. Yeah, I read. Yeah, yes, I was reading an article in uh, um, Metal Addicts that was talking about that when you signed uh, with Lions Pride Records out of Denmark, um, and of course it, you'll be releasing the third album as you said on the Lions Pride label uh, this. April, I mean, April of 22, uh, and that album, I believe it's called, according to the article, and I think according to somebody else had told me, Return to Glory. W- where does that title mean? Did you feel like you left I mean, Glory it for a while? while? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I did, right? I think we all did at one point. Oh. It means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Um, so you're asking me what it means to me personally. To me, it just means uh, just finding myself again and getting back to that I sort of left behind and sort of refocusing and saying, okay, I uh, I found myself again. I'm ready to give it my all and kick ass and really create something special and and get it back to where it should have been a long time ago. And and that's that's what it means to me. But I've talked to a lot of people that have you know read the title and it means different things to them, you know. And and that's cool too. That's fine if they can relate to it in their own way. That's that's what it's supposed to do is is it's supposed to you know make you think about it and however it resonates with you is okay. There is no right or wrong answer. You know, so many more bands are getting out now, and I've got to tell you, sometimes I haven't seen bands that I wanted to see just because I was a little nervous about getting out and getting around people, and then there's a few shows I have seen. Like, I I never thought the day would come when I did not attend a King Crimson concert in Atlanta, but I, I had to skip it this year. Uh, just Uncertain, and Tame Impala, and a few others. Do you? But but um, but I'm already buying tickets for next year, and I went to see Todd Rundgren and a few other bands lately, and I intend to keep on. Nice. So, what is your tour plan? What are your tour plans look like for next year? Well, we're done for 2021. Um, we were supposed to do a show on December 13th, but uh, my my drummer had a family obligations and. Well, one thing about this band is that we've always talked that family comes first. 
Um, he has a teenage daughter. She's 17, and I can totally relate to that, having a daughter myself. You know, my daughter's 26 now, so I already went through that teenage stage, and I know what it's all about. So the fact that he had this family trip with, with his wife and daughter meant a lot to him, and, you know, we just decided not to do it because that was more important. So we canceled the show on the 13th, and we had uh, some friends of ours uh, fill in who are really great musicians in their own right. And it's going to be good because they'll, they'll take our place and they'll make it a, a really great evening for everyone that comes out and sees them. They'll be playing at uh, a place called Der Wolf or Der Wolf. I can't, I'm not saying it right. I, I'm, I need to use more of a German, German accent. Um, yeah, it's D-E-R Wolf. Um, and that's where it's going to be. It's going to be in Pasadena. And uh, that's where uh, Heavy Rebel and Black Sabbath uh, will be playing uh, this Friday. Wow. And uh, Jennifer manages uh, Black Sabbath as well. Yeah, it'll, it'll be good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I want to hear some music. So, But right now, I'm gonna, I need to uh, get some attention to some very, very good people who are sponsoring this show tonight featuring Wicked Stars, Tony Richards. And when... We get back from uh, from talking about these people and playing their spots. We are going to open up the phone lines as well for anybody that wants to call uh, and talk to Tony Richards. Ask him about music. Ask him about the tours. Ask him about how he writes, how he plays. Ask him anything um, except on Madame Perry Salon, um, I do not allow anybody to call with requests for child support or anything like that. That is totally off. You know, we will block you. We will find you. You know, warrant anything like that. Nothing. But, uh, but yeah, you can call in. The number is 646-716-9922. It's a toll-free call in the continental U.S., says Blog Talk Radio. But 646-716-9922. And for a lot of our listeners, and I've been there and Tony, I'll bet you have too. People who will listen, but they're at maybe a job or a place where they can't make a phone call. Uh, yeah. Then you can always, yeah, message them. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, always, maybe, maybe they can text you. You know. Yes, they can always send a message through Facebook, either to Madame Perry Salon or to Jennifer Maudet Perry. Uh, always send me, and you know that every time you send a message with a question or comment for the guest, I always share it to them. Uh, share it with them. So, yeah. So, um, I'm going to uh, mute you, Mike. Uh, excuse me, Tony. Mute your mic, Tony, so that you can go get a glass of water or whatever. Answer some fan mail or something. Uh, rework the the bridge on a new song, and uh, I'll be right back in about five minutes. And sounds good. Okay. Do you enjoy watching movies? Yes. Do you like to hear other people's opinions on movies? Yes. And do you find that you don't always have the time to listen to an entire podcast about one movie? Well, then you might enjoy my new podcast, Living for the Cinema. My reviews cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of what makes each film unique, but in less than 15 minutes. Check out Living for the Cinema on all platforms where podcasts are available. All right, Living for the cinema. If you've ever listened to, living, to excuse me, living for the Cinema, one of my favorite things about that podcast is that we view new movies as well as old movies. 
and he keeps it into nice. Um, it's a tight show. It's not very long. It usually averages around 20 minutes. Not too long because it's tight and it's it's packed full of just the good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, check that out, Living for the Cinema. Also sponsoring tonight is Cryptic Chronicles. Now, Cryptic Chronicles is a podcast, and I love promoting other podcasts because I feel like we all support each other. We're not in competitions. You can have as many podcasts as you want loaded in to keep you keep you a company on the road to learn new things from or just to entertain you. Cryptic Chronicles titles itself as a science and social sciences podcast. Um, if you love the weird, the creepy, or the unexplainable, Cryptic Chronicles is for you. It's a podcast for the like-minded free thinkers interested in the mysteries of existence. And hey, you, some of the episodes on here they do have i thought you know so much as today you read about uh, a cryptocurrency but i thought oh it's something about how to how to make money off of fake money but no uh this is far more than that some of the recent episode titles are uh, dead internet theory the enochian mysteries of john d parts one and two um dr margaret van koops on psychic development and et encounters uh Every title is different. Every show is good. You'll never get bored with them. But I'll tell you, um, Dimitri Smith create, um, was the guest on an episode. And I just don't know where to begin with this guy, though. The, the creator of Cryptic Chronicles really puts out a good show and has a lot of information for you. So don't miss that. Also... Um, there's another another sponsor, and that audio is taking a little bit of time to download. So you know what? You know who we haven't heard from in a long time? We haven't heard from our friend, Sebastian. Sebastian, well, you know who he is. I mean, the world has gone crazy, right? I mean, this whole pandemic, I, I, I don't even know if I'm coming or going anymore. You know what I mean? But the one thing during the pandemic that I found out, right, that was a good thing, was the Madame Paris Salon. I made this podcast, right, when you hear her laughing, all you want to do is laugh, right? When her dog's barking in the background and she's talking to the dog, I'm like, she's going to an interview, and I'm like, this podcast is the best podcast I've ever heard before. You know what I mean? Well, it's the only podcast with dogs barking in the background. If that's what you mean, Sebastian. But, yeah, that's pretty cool, too. So, uh, <laughs> okay. The other sponsor for tonight is called is a company called Mem and the Anvil. And... Mim is quite a fascinating person. Uh, she creates products, well, they're called magical gifts. Uh, she has um, one-of-a-kind porcelain dolls infused with herbs, talismans, magical oils, and crystals, uh, bath bombs, and they each have a little crystal inside. Uh, she creates things that, for her, say, to make your sacred space magical so if you go to mim and the anvil m-i-m 
A N, oh, excuse me, M I M A N D T H E A N V I L dot com. Uh, Mem and the Anvil, and you'll see some of the fantastic stuff that she creates there. Uh, whether it's bath products, candles, uh, the dolls, and the dolls are, and here's an interesting thing I like, they are. I don't know. I would say rescued because I'm used to being around rescued uh, animals or uh, recovered things. She takes old dolls and makes them into new things that are very magical and special. And again, each one has a theme of what kind of oil or uh, like an essential oil, what kind of crystals, what kind of scents will make you calm, help you get rid of some negative energy, um, just help you focus maybe when you're meditating, give you, just give you a better vibe all day long. So check out Mim and the Anvil. And now, time for us to get back to Wicked Stars, Tony Richards. What a guy. Tony, are you going to, um, I was going to play a song, but... Um, do you have any Hollywood, any showbiz Hollywood gossip for us, or do you have any crazy stories about weird things that might have happened to you on a gig or a tour or something that nobody but another musician would believe? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to incriminate myself. There's a lot of stories, <laughs> and there's a lot of people that I've run into that if I was to talk about it, they'd probably get pissed at me, and they'd probably want to sue me. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot. I, I think off the record we can probably talk about that, and I can share those stories with you. I, it wouldn't be something that I'd feel comfortable doing over the air, only because again, there's there's a lot of people involved, and there's some famous people involved, and it's just not cool for them. Okay, you know there was one thing. Um, in the late 80s, early 90s, I had a television, uh, cable television show in Atlanta. And one of the things that I would ask musicians is, um, you know, I always said this, there really seems to be no middle class in the arts. You're just dirt poor or trying just to grab everything you can and stay alive. Or there are the people who, you don't hear about that as much now, but the people who were made enough money to be able to trash hotel rooms and throw things out the window and stuff. So I would ask the musicians who came on, I said, um, give us something when you're on the road, when you're traveling. And I don't even remember how this got started on the show, but I would ask different ones, what, what is your road meal? What is your go-to road meal when you're traveling? And I would get answers like anything from a particular Italian, maybe a Caprese sandwich that they made. Or some people would say, yeah. well, when your car overheats, and you have to stop, and you're hungry anyway. You just put a, a open up the hood, um, put a pot on the uh, what the radiator, whatever, on the engine. Pour in some water, drop in a packet of ramen noodles, and when they explode, it's time to eat. And then by then the engine's cooled off, and you can ride again. <laughs> so what is? I mean, every story was good. So what? Well, so tell us one of yours. If I had asked you that, if you were on the show, what what would be your uh, just the one of the go to road meals for you guys? Go to road meals would probably be potatoes, um, you know, ground beef, hot dogs, hot dog buns, hamburger buns, that sort of thing. Things that you can cook. Uh, 
on the road in your meal in your hotel room um you know if you have a microwave kitchen that sort of thing um so just things of that nature you go to the grocery store and you just stock up you put it in a cooler put it in your trunk and you roll um but that was you know that was back a long time ago <laughs> we're talking like late 80s uh as you get older you know you get a little wiser and you stop driving, you start flying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, become a little more responsible. You stay at nicer places and, you know, now you have, uh, you have more options, you know, and, and then you, you have friends too. You have friends who, who lo- let you stay at their place and, you know, they, they feed you and, and, and they're, you know, op- they open up their doors and show you their, their true nature of how caring and hospitable they can be in regards to, Hey, you know, we understand you guys came a long way. You came here to play, you know, we want to help you guys out. So how can you turn down that, that sort of offer? You can't. So a a lot of times, a lot, a lot of friends would, would, would help in that regard as well, as far as, you know, feeding us and sometimes, you know, don't pay for a hotel room, stay with us, that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. It never, you know never what? really been in situations where, you know, I had to, you know, cook ramen noodles off a, <laughs> a hot radiator. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, what, what you were saying just reminded me of something uh, that I usually tell – I usually put this out in post – Every year around the holidays, um, I make a post saying, if you have friends that are artists, I don't care if they're a painter, if they're a writer, if they're a musician, whatever they do, and you want to buy them a gift for the holidays, my suggestion is do not buy – they don't need another cup that says, I'm a musician or um, has a music note on it or I am a writer or whatever – I always say give them something useful to them. Give them cards for gas, you know, gas cards, yeah. food yeah. cards, yeah. Yeah. restaurant cards. cards. Yeah, give them yeah. things like that. So when American they're on Express, the road, Visa. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You talking, baby? Yeah, man. <laughs> give that man. Get Tony Richards an American Express. Yeah, gift card because <laughs> actually though that is a good idea because they can get what you need. Uh, because yeah, like I said, you don't need another T-shirt. Uh, or a coffee mug, what you need is, or a bumper sticker or a sign that says, I am a so-and-so, what you need is something to get you from one gig to the next, whether it's in your conveyance yeah. or your car. Yeah. But but you have to, okay, so we have to define something here, and you have to define where or what stage is this band, you know, at? What is their evolutionary process? Are they starting out? Do they have any, you know, road experience of, of playing out and hitting the road and doing gigs in other places? Um, are they older? Do they have their shit together? You know, um, what's the income level like? That sort of thing. So there's a lot of factors that, that go into determining where you're at when it comes to that sort of thing. And I want to say that when you start out, yeah, I mean – Everything that you said about the the ramen noodles and all that 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 sort of fits that that particular era in you know the band's evolution. But if you're still doing this when you're in your 
I say 40s or 50s or something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you should be a lot more uh, a lot more advanced in your career in regards to how you're doing things and hopefully a lot more successful but and not not having to put yourself in situations like that where you're you know uh having to do those things. Plan people That's plan. No, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I it makes perfect sense, obviously, and I should have thought about that. But, yeah, maybe we should write a book about, you know, uh, on-the-road guide. For, what do you think? Hey, it, it might be a bestseller. Why the hell not? It, it if could I be. can help some could... kids out there not, not make the same mistakes that we did and be a little more savvy about it. And I think Who kids nowadays you? are – Oh, go ahead. What's that? I said, no, who go tells, ahead. I'm sorry. Who tells people? Who tells people what to expect? All they know, they see the glitz and the glam, and they don't know what it's like. Uh, yeah, but I don't hard. think kids are. Yeah, I think they're they're a little more hip now in regards to like, I don't want to live that way. I don't want to take that sort of a gamble. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think these kids are a lot lot more spoiled. They expect a lot more. Um, they're also, I think, a little lazier. Uh, depending mm-hmm. on what what sort of upbringing they had, because um, I don't see a lot of them having that strong work ethic like my generation did. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, and again, oh, yeah. it depends. You know, depends on a lot of things. But yeah, um, yeah one of those. Well, listen. Before my my audio came up for Mem and the Anvil, so I'm going to play that at 60 seconds, and then we're going to play "Never Fear the Unknown" by Wild Star. <laughs> Oh, you're going to love me for this. (sighs) Hang on. What a day. I just need some me time for once. Yes, perfect. I got the new bath bombs today. Peach and clove, here we come. Mim and the Anvil makes the best smelling herbal blends of bath bombs. You can order loose or ground herb, added buttermilk, extra large, even ones with hidden gifts inside. There are over 25 essential oil varieties. After today, my body definitely needs some spiritual nourishment and lots of fizz. Her metaphysical blends are soothing in more ways than one. Visit MimAndTheAnvil.com today. Make time for yourself. There are over 100 herbal blends of bath bombs. Keep a healthy body and mind. Feed your soul. Visit MimAndTheAnvil.com today. If you don't make time for yourself, no one else will. All right, that's true. If you don't make time for yourself, no one else will. All right, Tony Richards, I am so psyched to have you here. Tony Richards of Wicked Star. Believe me, folks, if you want to give him a call, see what ha- let me tell you what happens to me, Tony. I get people who call afterward, or they'll message me afterward, and they go, why didn't you ask a guest this? Why didn't you ask that? And I go, why didn't you ask? And they go, I was listening. So if you're listening and just enjoying yeah. listening to Tony, that's cool, too. But they'll call me. They'll message me immediately after we're through. Uh, I've had a message. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know every one of them. Uh, wise Acres is what they are. Uh, I just got a message from a guy, Peter G., in Chicago. And he says, well, I'm listening to the show right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Shout out to Peter G. in Chicago. And, All uh, right. Yeah, Chicago Peter. style pizza. 
Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. I was there a few years ago for Book Expo America, and it was true. Everything they said about Chicago pizza, true, very true. Hey, tell us about the song, Never Fear the Unknown. Is this from the Sudden Impact album? No, it's not. Um, we're going um, – so what we're doing is we're, we're going to let you guys play this song tonight so that everybody can get a taste of what uh, Return to Glory is going to sound like. Whoa. And this is uh, this is going to be uh, the big hit that we're going to be pushing off the new album. Uh, the record label feels uh, strongly about it as well. So, yeah, this is a great song. I think I can uh, – comfortably say that I can see this on a soundtrack for a major motion picture, like some sort of action film, a superhero movie or something. Um, it's, it has that impact. Uh, and I think that when your audience listens to it, they're going to feel the same way. There's just something about this song that's very special and uh, it's just got, it's got all the right hooks. So we get Oh, great. This is it. So this is the hot new stuff that nobody else has yet, but it's going to be. I, I agree with your label. I think this is it. So for Return to Glory, coming out in April 22, Wicked Star, Never Fear the Unicorn. I mean, the unknown. Never. <laughs>
Never fear the unknown from the upcoming album. No, Return to Glory, Wicked Star. Never fear the unicorn. I do not know where that came from. I swear. <laughs> I don't either. <clears throat> I think I just looked over I and the tiny little letters. Little letters just on the on the screen. You look like unicorn. Uh, I'm so sorry, but I'll tell you what. Usually in the office, I have an um, afternoon dance break, and that was it today. And then just a few minutes ago, usually um, I'm just singing along with "Never Fear the Unknown," and then I'm going, "Oh crap! Did I turn off my? Did I mute my microphone?" <laughs> so, <laughs> so so it's stuck in your head. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. That's good. The hook hook. That's a good song. Okay. Yeah, yeah, very good. I mean, it just oh god, oh god, poor Tony. I'm singing on the on show. Oh, okay, good. I'm okay. The the red thing's on. I'm muted. Very good. I mean, the blue one's on. Uh, anyway, anyway, I am so excited that you came on here. I have just had such uh, a, a good time getting to know more about you, your band, uh, reading all the articles and reviews about you and features, listening to songs. Uh, it's been my YouTube accompaniment today, and I I am just so psyched. Love to my sister Jennifer Jennifer DeVoe Muse for sending you to me to the show. I wish you every success at, with this next album. I got a feeling it, this is this is going to hit. This song is too good, too good. Yeah. Um, thank you, thank you. Hi Jennifer, thanks Jennifer for for making this happen. <laughs> And yeah, much no, I, th- I think it is. I think it is. I think good things are coming, and um, we just have to be patient with uh, all the craziness that's still lingering. And once it subsides and, you know, we don't have to deal with this stuff anymore, hopefully uh, some sort of normalcy can come back and uh, we can take advantage of that and uh, go full bore. But, yeah, people- we're, we're waiting. People are going to be more enthused than ever. People are going to be getting out like crazy. I mean, the few things I've been to this year, my husband uh, is a guitarist, but he also does sound for a lot of bands that were playing out. And so when there were some open-air gigs at different places around Atlanta, like people got out and danced like, um, oh, what is that song? Dance like uh, you don't need the money or love like you don't need the money. People were out there dancing with wild abandon. Uh, me great. among them. Just because everybody was so happy to get out and stretch and see people and move around. And this is going to be one. I want to thank, too, um, my sponsors tonight, Cryptic Chronicles, Mem and the Anvil, uh, Living for the Cinema, and also the people listening that, sent, that have been sending messages. Becky Kyle, from Knox, she's up there in Knoxville, Tennessee. She says, good deal, good guest. Thank you, Becky. And uh, <laughs> Peter G. Thanks, in Chicago, uh, who's this? Um, Pat. Thank you, Peter Pat, G. Yeah, Peter G. He's He's good. He's a he's a regular listener. He's an animator. So yeah, when you're ready to do the animated Wicked Star, you know bands used to do hey, that a lot. The Beatles, yeah, the Beatles had a cartoon, all this stuff. Yeah, um, they had a few. Yellow Submarine, yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's see who else. Um, okay, one here from Pat and Rusty, and Missouri said, "Thank Love you, Pat. This. Thank you, Look Rusty." So yeah, Pat Saint Rusty. Louis. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, come a long way from St. Louis. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening uh, <laughs> there in Missouri. 
And uh, who else? Oh, 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 my friends, Joe Symes. Um, this is a band in Liverpool. Uh, Joe Symes and Colin White, the drummer, Joe Symes, the singer and guitarist, said, um, Ace show, madam. Thank you. So <laughs> They're in England, huh? Yeah. So, okay, so they uh, need to read the uh, April April 2021 issue of Power Play magazine, and uh, they'll see our our article in there. We had a great review. I think we got a nine out of ten in Power Play, and that's the one with Alice Cooper on the cover. So, oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, I will. That's uh, that's great. Yes, yes. You know, we are worldwide here. Let me tell you, this is great. Thanks to everybody that listens. Um, Please tell us that you will come back here again to Madame Perry Salon. There will always be a, a place for you in the genie bottle. Thank you. Yes, I, it was fun. I would do it again in a heartbeat, definitely. Okay. And uh, folks, be here next Monday. Doug Bremner is going to talk about his movie, um, Inheritance Italian Style. Tuesday night. Brandy Steelwell, none of this is going according to plan. And don't forget you can go ahead uh, to write down Return to Glory because that's going to be out next year. You don't have everybody's going, I got that, I got that. Um, <laughs> yeah, April 29th, 2022, that's the release date. Yeah, online sure. Pride. And I will be sharing. And, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I will be sharing. Uh, no, I, I, uh, Contact information for the website, where to get their music, where to see what's going on with Wicked Star and Tony Richards. I will be sharing that on all of my social media, not just the Madam Perry Salon media, but also on my Jennifer Perry media. I'll be sharing that so you'll know how to find their music, how to find them. How to know what's yeah, going on. Subscribe to, subscribe to Facebook, subscribe to Instagram, Twitter, uh, like our YouTube channel. We're, we're on all the major social media sites, and then we're going to launch our own website come January 1st. So, uh, yeah, you can buy all the merch hey. through the webpage. All right, all right. So check that out, and I'll be sharing that. And uh, I'm going to say, folks, be good to yourselves, be good to each other. Thank you, Tony, and everybody's got the swing. I love Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.